You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Hello, welcome to another edition of Tuesday Club with me, Sean Holly, and Kyle Reese. And Kyle, I'm not going to mess about, mate, because we got a guy on who's very close to my heart this week. He's, uh, well, honestly, if you rip me apart, you're going to get Ospreys. But if there's one guy who epitomized everything that we did, who brought everything to the culture, who took us to the top, it's this guy that we've got here today. It's Philo Tiatia. Philo, much aloha. It's lovely to see you. Thanks for joining us. I don't have uh, Sean Holster. It's uh, it's a bloody privilege to be on uh, on your show, uh, guys. Um, what's what's uh, in Welsh? North Star is is that good night? Yeah, well, we're, that... we're we're Borada. Borada is good morning. So that's for you. Yes, Borada. Uh, Shumai. We've got you up early. Shumai is hello. How are you? <laughs> that's good. Uh, hey, Very well nice. done, mate. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it sort of just popped in uh, as I was just looking at you, mate. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's good to be on the show. Thanks for uh, for reaching out, and um, it's good to catch up again, mate. Man, I just saw Sally there. I just want to ask, say hello to her for me. <laughs> just quickly she's running out, mate. She just got up. <laughs> how how are we, Sal and the kids? You are you all okay? Yes, yeah, Sal and the kids are good, mate. They're um, as you know, like. Um, in the coaching gig, I've, I've sort of been um, by myself for the last four years, and um, so it's been been challenging. So Sally uh, and uh, three little ones have moved up to Auckland, and we're Wellingtonians, um, so uh, we're pretty staunch. Don't like to move too much. A little bit like uh, people in Neath, and um, <laughs> so uh, so it, it's good, mate. It's uh, they're settled in really well. Uh, the the kids are enjoying school. Uh, meeting new friends and and say, same as Sal, so things are going well. That's good, man. I know how important family are to you, and uh, coaching's a lonely old job at the best of times, isn't it? Let uh, alone without your family. Um, I am done it for a few years now, so I, I know exactly where you are, old boy. Uh, I got to be honest, son, I miss you. I know we keep in touch on social media, but um, yeah, I miss the times that we had, to be honest. And um, you know, if you're looking for a coach. I haven't done anything for 15 weeks, man. I, I, I can sharpen the tools if you want. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you can, Hoster. Um, you're always the first person on the list uh, if I was heading up a program, mate. So, um, but I've got to say really quickly, and uh, and I probably don't say it enough, um, there's, there's a lot of people in your lives that are quite influential, and um, I don't want to embarrass you, Hoster, but... Um, like influential people in my life, are obviously my parents, my father, he's, he's a very strong man and, and he got uh, awarded uh, New Zealand a merit um, recently, so which is quite a proud moment. Wow. Uh, from a rugby uh, perspective, when I started cutting my teeth and, and coaching, um, Holster is, um, is probably one of the, the true men. It, it, we were similar in age and I was still playing. I was a player coach. And thanks, Holster, for your patience. Uh, there was some testing times uh, as a young coach, and you as a head coach, it was challenging uh, to say. But uh, those challenges have made me a better, better coach, and, and obviously a better person uh, to the fore. And spent five years at the Ospreys in Swansea, and it was a a tough conversation when I rang you to say that I was going to. I was thinking of moving on to back to Japan, and um, but I always remember that conversation. And so 
you know, it can go either way, but I think friendships and, and people are, are really important. And as, as we all know that uh, coaching, it's, it's connected with people and, and, um, and ultimately trying to make them better. And I want to thank you, mate, um, making me a better person and, Anyway, no, 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 no. Mate, don't worry, I'm going to Kyle, quick, I'm going to... I, just, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I've had a, it's been my birthday this weekend, so I've had a heavy weekend. I'm literally going to be in tears in a second now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, genuinely, obviously, it's the first time to uh, to speak to you. I I know you are, obviously, because I'm a big Ospreys fan. I've been since the Ospreys were formed. Um, but that, I think that was one of the nicest things I've ever heard somebody say. I know... I've known Sean for a few years now, and I would agree. He does he's a very influential person? He always sticks by you and gets the best out of you. But uh, that was really, really lovely, mate. So that was a really nice way to start off as well. So thanks for that, mate. I, I, you know my feelings on you, mate, and uh, we're pouring our hearts out on our podcast. You, Kyle, apologies, but uh, we haven't seen each other for a long time like this. Actually, I think the last time we saw each other was sadly at Alan Wynne Jones's father's funeral. Uh, and that was bloody emotional, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. But um, but hey, that's great news about your dad being awarded that. You know, I was something I wanted to get on to a little bit later is uh, the influence of your dad and your family. But um, do you still follow the fortunes of um, of the Ospreys up here, Philo? And if you get a chance, yeah, yeah, I do. I always um, always pop on social media and and check out the going, and uh, only because um, I, I guess the the investment um, that. It, that we've both had in the team and, and I'm sure that you still follow them uh, fondly. And I see they've got a new director of rugby or a head coach and Toby Booth. And uh, it's exciting times, I guess, um, new direction and new voice. Um, yeah, I do follow them, mate. It's um, close to my heart, mm. uh, the valleys. And um, yeah, th- there's, it's a very special place for me. We, uh, Kyle, we, we always used to, it wasn't a joke. We always used to, think about usually over a few whiskies um because philo and i are close to jason spice as well uh or the whole as uh, as we know know him as uh, um and we always just think well wouldn't it be great if the three of us picked up a program somewhere um you know work together and hey that's still a possibility you never know but uh yeah a lot of people are so Supportive of you from up here, Philo, and uh, grateful for your time up here. Uh, you know, I know when the job came up, your name was was banded around. A lot of the supporters wanted to see you back over here, and but I know you're settled now and you're you're working hard over there. Uh, how's it going with the job? Yeah, that's no, good. It's um, I um, when I finished up with the Sunwolves three years ago, um, I came home and and um, I wanted I wanted I mean, perfectly also I wanted to find a a, a role in Wellington uh, where my family are and uh, unfortunately it was, there was no nothing going around. Uh, so the Auckland job uh, came up uh, as a head role. Uh, I didn't apply for it because uh, I wanted to be close to selling the children. I've been away too long. Um, but the job's going really well. I've been here our first year we won the championship um, last year and not as not as um, we didn't do as well as that, that uh, we expected to, and um, and I guess we didn't earn enough. Uh, we weren't clinical in, in certain games we should have been. Um, and we made the semi-finals. We played against the champions, and uh, they, they were just uh, too clinical on the day. Um, it could have gone either way. Um, so this year, it's um, it, it'll be another challenging season um, with the Aotearoa 
um, competition going. It's, um, it's fast. Uh, the law interpretations going back to when those laws came in around Cameron's Ready Gate. Um, so there's a few challenges there with the referees um, trying to, I, I guess, be more lenient um, and not uh, blowing the whistle so much. And But the job up here is good, mate. It's um, like anything, mate, I invest myself fully um, within the region. Uh, totally know uh, what the union are about. I've done a lot of research on it. Um, I wanted to come in and try and add value to something, a massive legacy that Auckland Rugby has um, to date. And, yeah, so I'm really enjoying it. Fila, how do you, how do you think um, the Super Rugby's going for, so far? Obviously, Kiwis were the first um, professional, uh, well, obviously not sport, but professional teams to get back in in rugby uh, after the whole COVID uh, pandemic. So how do you think that's going now? Obviously... The Crusaders are doing pretty well at the minute, aren't they? Four for four. Yeah, they're not a bad team, eh? They're not bad. <laughs> Marsh would be bloody loving it. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess if you go back to the, the COVID uh, pandemic, it's, I, I guess I've, I've really got to say that um, our our Prime Minister and uh, and doing she's, she's been fantastic. And just around the plannings and strategies uh, to keep New Zealand safe, and um, so we're, we're really fortunate to, to be playing and it's really grateful uh, with the opportunity really because, you know, the way it's going everywhere else in the world, it's everyone's locked down. And it, so, so yeah, I mean, the competition is often going. It's uh, fantastic for our people. I mean, the first game um, was played in Auckland and it was playing against the Hurricanes. It was a sellout. It was fantastic. The only... The only uh, annoying thing of that is that when you've got five kids and you've got an extra three hanging on as going to the game, it's just too busy. <laughs> <laughs> but with that aside, uh, put my, my challenges aside and trying to track kids and, and trying to make sure that they're safe and enjoying watching the rugby game. It's, uh, it's a great spectacle. And uh, the Crusaders are clinical against the Blues on Saturday. Um, and you can just tell when... Um, one team will will majority win the game when you're giving less uh, less penalties away, um, and with the penalties at the moment, I know from game one, the penalties are very high, and there, there's a lot of uh, talk about um, the referees and the players uh, not adjusting quick enough, and that's right, they're not quick, they're not adjust, adjusting quick enough. So um, we're seeing trends now. There's List list penalties are happening so because of the players that are adjusting and also the referees. Mate, I did a, an article for Rugby World. Um, last week, they asked me to do something on the new uh, break, breakdown interpretations, and there's something like 30 and 28 penalties in those in that first weekend. I think Fozzie got involved a little bit and he's had a little chat around certain areas, but it's really interesting to see the take on. Now, we all thought maybe the roll away to the sideline, the east and west, would have had an effect um, you know, on the tackler. But there's been a lot of penalties against the ball carrier, isn't there? Double movement, uh, coming in from the side, the first clean-out guy. So they've been quite harsh in that area as well. I mean, you're obviously very close to Tana. Tana Umanga, um, big mate of yours, go back a long way, coaching the Blues. Um, talk to us about um, about that relationship and how, how it's been the new law interpretations have, have gone down? 
Um, yeah, the uh, the law interpretations. It's um, you, you think that um, with the interpretations of rolling away, the there was actually more of an opportunity to contest the ball um, in the first couple of rounds. Yes, but um, I guess in reality, it's there's no real changes. It's such that makes sense. So the uh, the accuracy of uh, the arriving players, as you know, Sean, it's it's the decision making that will help with the accuracies. Um, so the challenges of of any coach that is coaching near the area, it's um, trying to make your players think rather than being robots and trying to create different pitches so they can see and make um, make, make their decisions more accurate um, on the on the run. That, that's a challenge as a coach. Um, yeah. If you can get your players to to empower themselves to say to make good decisions, then it makes our jobs a little bit easier. Um, but in relationship with T, like we've had a long relationship. I've known probably I've known Monkey his older brother Michael uh, when I first played for Wellington uh, Sevens when I was only uh, twenty year old. Um, trying to think, I was a good rugby player, but uh, I was far from it. <laughs> So he actually took me under his wing, Michael, and um, and I met Tana when he was playing for the Wellington Colts when I um, played for the Wellington top team, uh, the Lions. And we just bumped into each other and he was playing with a cousin of mine and the same team. And, and then from that day, we sort of connected. Uh, we've been best mates um, since then, which is quite a long time. So T's obviously just around the corner for me and um, we catch up every Wednesday. And um, But we don't talk code. Uh, too much. Uh, we generally just catch up to see how uh, the families are going and how they're going, and um, but also just from a well-being, just seeing how he's tracking. And because, uh, as you know, Sean uh, or I- anyone, uh, that a matter if you're running a show, there's, there's different types of pressures, and you want to make sure that everyone's okay and they're tracking well, and if they need help. So it's that, those conversations. Um, he, he's going really well. He's loving his role as the, um, the assistant coach and doing the D. The D's, um, oh, they're going well, mate. Uh, going well, mate. Yeah. Yeah, they're going really well. Yeah. Okay, you can see he's enjoying it on the sideline when he gets uh, when he gets interviewed. You can just he's a bit more relaxed, isn't he? I tell you what, that game on the weekend because I'm doing like a, a live podcast over the game. It reminded me, mate, of. Uh, a little bit of our time, Ospreys Blues, where where the Blues, and this is no respect to T's team, but um, they they think they're nearly there, don't they? You know, they 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 went there on a roll and probably got into the lead and thought, well, we got a chance here. But I, were you like me? I always knew the Crusaders. If they just strung some possession together, they'd have that confidence and the know-how to get over the line, and they did it quite comfortably second half. Yeah, they did. It was, um, I guess, when uh, Rico scored that try, and uh, it was a well uh, constructed try, just built pressure. And um, the straight away from the kickoff, when uh, Richie Moanga did that quick kick to himself on the 10 metres, and uh, the Blues just went on. Um, and it's that that's just the point of difference between or any team is that you can't afford to switch off uh, at any moment at that level in particular. Club rugby, you can because it's you get an opportunity to try and breathe again and, and refocus. But um, unfortunately, in, in test match rugby or super rugby, it's pretty close to it. 
um, they've got to be on for the every second. And yeah, so it was just that slight disconnection at that moment that just gave the, the momentum swing back to the Crusaders and the belief of that group uh, shifted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they, um, you know, they've created a, a belief. Um, and that's why every kid wants to go down there. And um, the Blues are doing really, really well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's a tribal warfare. Uh, every weekend, it's, uh, you know, it's like a local derby against uh, Clint Eckley and Scarlets. And um, it's like that every weekend. And I heard on the, the medical report yesterday uh, through the Blues, and, and there's a lot of wounded men. Um, and there's a few injuries, so it'll be interesting to see how they strap themselves up uh, for the Hurricanes this weekend down in Wellington. I wanted to ask you, Phil, obviously at a certain point in your career, why why did you choose the Ospreys? Like, obviously me being a Welsh fan, an Ospreys fan, what, what made you go, all oh, right, to tell you what, I want to go to South Wales, sunny South Wales, where it's always glorious weather, and I want to play for, <laughs> I want to play for the Ospreys. What made you choose them? That's a really good question. The, um, I was I was finishing up in Japan at Toyota and um, uh, and I was, so I was looking for another role and Yamaha uh, Jubilo, which is another uh, company in in Japan, and uh, Herb Schuler, Kevin Schuler was the head coach there and he connected with me to say, uh, mate, would you be interested in being a player coach? Um, I said, oh yeah, man, I'll, I'll certainly look into it. And then the Ospreys popped up. And the eight, my agent at the time said, "Would you be interested in going to the Ospreys?" And I didn't had no idea who the Ospreys were. <laughs> and I said, "Okay." So I looked into it, and then I saw my, one of my best mates, uh, and Holster just mentioned him, Jason Spice. He was there, so I rang up Hole and um, and oh. got did some research of the place, and um, and he told me that it was. It was a good place, they were very ambitious and some really good coaching staff uh, and uh, sort of a lot of young players. So I said, okay, um, I, I, I'm quite a loyal guy and um, I couldn't play against my teammates uh, that I formed with the, at Toyota. So I decided to go to Wales and that was a swaying factor. Um, so I decided to try something different. Heard about the European Cup. Uh, a lot of my mates that were playing in Europe at the time were saying, mate, this is better than Super Rugby. And I said, come on, boys. Um, but in fairness, when I got over there, it was just a different competition. It was um, set-piece orientated. It was fast, uh, very physical. And it was a hell of a, a good challenge for a young 35-year-old um, trying, <laughs> trying to cut his teeth in a, in a competition, but also compete uh, with a young Welsh guy's international players as well and there was a lot of respect before I got there um, I didn't know the players but I, but um, I wanted to make sure when I went to Swansea is that um, yeah I wanted to compete and and be my best um, so I had a three-month uh, training program where I connected with uh, Hugh Bevan uh, before I got over there and got all my my super rugby programs and I meshed it all up together and I trained my ass off and um, yeah I I guess uh, Hall said that um, there's a few players that um, came over to Wales and they weren't in good shape and they sort of went over there and just took the money and, and didn't really 
really add any value, any value to the team and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to come over there in good nick. Um, and when I was, I got fit, it was the fittest I've ever been uh, as a young fella. And um, I realised that Sean was only maybe a year or two older than me. I was going, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a young, uh, young uh, defensive coach. But uh, but that was the alignment piece where we, we had a lot in common, uh, me and Sean, and and, um, and I guess we connected. And um, Sean wasn't afraid to say when I had a bad game, and it was just an awareness when I was playing well, and and then then I wasn't. Um, I appreciated the the honesty, um, so I just had to dig a bit deeper around whatever I needed to do. If it was recovery or yeah. nail my roles around. Uh, specific uh, attack or defence patterns, uh, so I nailed that. So it was just the effort. I never had effort when I was a young fella, but uh, as I got older and matured, I'm still maturing. Um, oh, mate, so, you had plenty okay. of effort, man. Well, I don't think there was any uh, worries about you coming and being fit over you. I, I was speaking to one of my friends today who used to play for Abra and very briefly, and he said, yes. oh, he said, you got TT here on the podcast today. I was like, yeah, yes, I can't wait. So excited. He said, oh, they came down once when it was uh, Autumn Internationals and they had a training session with Abraham. I tried to clear him out of the ruck and he hit me back to the 22. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think there's any worries about you being fit. He said you were absolutely solid. Um, nah. But uh, no, I just want, obviously, it's nice It's nice to see. Obviously, Sean gets uh, all the rugby guys on. I get all the acting people on. But I can genuinely see, like, you're talking about connections. You said the word connection a lot. There's a, there's a even though we're all on little dots on the screen or whatever, I can feel a connection coming through with you two. So you're obviously mates for life, and it's, it's really nice to see. But obviously, you know, different parts of the world, your careers take you down different avenues. Would you say that Hol- Holster's a mate for life there? <laughs> I, I think Holster already knows it, mate. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, we, we we um, we got our heads together. We're, there's a famous story. It's an in-house sort of thing, but Mates for Life became a thing for us because we did some research on the Osprey's bird and we found that it Mates for Life. And it became a play on words for us both, didn't it? That um, MFL became something for us. And Philo and I were charged with the design of a silver belt buckle that... Uh, play of the day so we went to Spencer Spencer Morgan jewelers in Swansea yeah. and um, yeah we that was a special time and you know we would we would text each other MFL as a lot of the boys still do and we know what that means you know mates for life and um, well, I'm so, part yeah, of that now as well, so I can text people it. saying MFL. Can I? Am I allowed? Well, mate, we've, we've busted a few heads, mate. We've um, we've had some mass, <laughs> we've had some massive highs and massive lows. You've got a bit of a way to go, yeah, Kyle boy. Fair I, actually, quick story, and uh, Shirley reminded me of my wife earlier that um, my baby daughter Shauna, who's now 13, Philo, by the way, uh, was born, and um, we went out to wet the baby's head after a game. Um, can you still hear me? Listening intently. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because you know what's coming. So, Philo and Hole Spice, they um, they decided to take me out now uh, with uh, Tree Blanche as well, Stefan to Blanche. But they're playing me with whiskey. 
right? Look at him laughing. Look at right. They're playing me, and I, and I, I like I can drink okay, but when you start getting onto that stuff, and they and they're playing with me, and they're playing with me, playing. And I'm never really ill or anything like that, but they've absolutely nailed me, right? But fair play to them. They've got me home. But in typical Philo and Hall fashion, they've held me up, dragged me to the front door, knocked the door, and run back to the taxi. (laughs) (laughs) Shirley's opened the door, and I've fallen into the door. (laughs) Gormatoast. She remembers that to the day. Dear me. I used to love you for that. Uh, I look so, forward to it, mate. Mate, um, what um, what does the future hold for Philotiatia? I mean, you're on this coaching journey. We must mention Japan. You know, you did so superbly out there. You became the head coach of the Sunwolves. You know, took them to new heights. You became a national coach. Um, I know the family plays a massive part, but they are getting older. Bulls. I mean, what's the plan? You're still a young coach, and you've been coaching a long time now. So your teeth are your teeth are cut, but you know you're ready to ready to rock. What's the plan, old boy? That's a good question, mate. The look, I I, I really enjoy my coaching, and um, I, I'm here for another three years with Auckland, and I'd love to coach Super Rugby again, and. Um, I have real no ambitions in teams that I'm targeting, or but I have ambitions to be the best coach that I can be, um, and I'm just going to work as hard as I can and, and keep learning, um, keep talking to people like yourself and and that are open-minded, to sharing sharing uh, different things, uh, different mythologies, and um, yeah, just just really open to learning. Um, Eddie Jones, when I worked with Eddie, he asked me, he goes, um, what do you want to do, mate? And the same question. And I pretty much said the same thing. And he said, that's right, son. You, you, you can't uh, forecast what you're going to do uh, in a space of time, but what you can control is just going back to the controllables. Yeah. Um, but what I can do is is control the things that, that I can master and, and, and keep open to challenging the things that I'm pretty good at. Um, so... That's where I'm at at the moment, um, but I'm pretty clear on on the areas that I'm not very good at, um, and I'm pretty clear on the things I am good, and I'm just going to keep mastering those things and and keep improving on the things that I'm not good at, and that's probably the connection with guys and in different ways, and, and as you know, they're different learners, uh, same as actors. I've become a pretty good actor. Uh, in different ways because I need to be and um, but for other athletes that I work with um, I don't need to so it's just knowing who I'm working with in the moment um, and so that is a continued work on um, but yeah just passionate for um, for what I do Well mate you got to come over and stay with us um, so pick your clubs on you to do some CPD or your, the coaches you want to and then you can bounce off me and bounce off each other and we can test each other and uh, at the same time we can maybe have a few whiskeys and, um, but you come and stay with us for as long as you want and uh, you can reach out to all of the people you want to out here then for some CPD make sure you do that yeah no, no, definitely will do, mate. Like, I know I've been up there a few times and I went and saw our good mate, Humphrey Nader. Um, yeah, so it was good catching up with uh, 
with uh, Mr. Humphreys uh, when he was with Glasgow, and um, it's great to see that he's taken on the role with uh, with Wales uh, yeah. as the Ford's coach. And yeah, I wish him all the best. Humphreynader, Humphreynader, <laughs> mate. We we gonna we got about ten minutes left, right? So we're gonna change tact a little bit now. Kyle's the actor. Um, with all our guests, we like to do a little bit about films, and uh, you know. <laughs> We all watch a bit of films. We watch a bit of box sets, this, that, and the other. So Kyle's got a couple of questions to ask you around that. Okay. Yeah, basically, um, obviously, being an actor, we just, we put a spin on this, so it's all rugby, acting, showbiz, whatever. But we ask every guest every week the same question. It's just a bit of fun at the end, mate. So firstly, obviously, um, probably the best time in the history for box sets has been the last four months for everybody because most people have been stuck inside the house. So... Have, are you into any box sets at the minute or something that you will go to to go, all right, I need to switch off from all the rugby? Anything you're watching? Not really, mate. Um, <laughs> look, rugby. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not really. The, I, I go on Netflix and things with uh, Sally, and, but I, I don't actually memorise uh, the programmes I'm actually watching. <laughs> so people ask me, so what are you watching? I go, oh, it's some... Um, something on TV or sell. And, um, <laughs> but in fairness, they're all uh, UK uh, uh, programs, and they're really good. Uh, all the American ones are not so great. So, yeah, it's, we're uh, UK-based uh, <laughs> flicks. <laughs> what, Sorry, about films, uh, no, what, do you, what about any films? Any old films that uh, that you would watch again? You know, any, any Rocky films, anything like that? I love a Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Shawshank. Shawshank, um, yeah, yeah, Shawshank. I, I watched that. Um, I watched that a few times over the lockdown. Um, all the kids, they all went and watched the other TV, and I said, "Oh, come and watch this program." I said, "I've already seen it, Dad." Uh, so they <laughs> they bailed off. Um, Friday, you like your music, though. You, you like a bit of music as well. Hang on a minute, Sean. You just interrupted the man there. Carry on. What was oh. you just about to say? Oh, the the old American one. I sort of contradicted myself, but there's an American film called It's Friday with Ice Cube. You know that one? Yeah, that's the one. I love that film. And next Friday, and the Friday after next, they're amazing <laughs> yeah. films. Yeah, I'm not a big fan it's of coming the, out the, now. The sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I love that film. I'm so glad you said that because that's something that I I watched years ago, and Sean would watch something like that, man, and be like, "Oh, you're a child. You're a child for watching that," but. I like that film. I won't, I won't tell Philo that. No, I know you I, wouldn't. I asked, I, asked him about, I asked him about music because Philo's uh, singularly re- responsible. No, no, doubly responsible. Him and Damien Karuna, two bums, for me learning on the guitar to play 10 guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, went yeah, <laughs> we went to North Wales. Yeah, you went to North Wales. Nice. Yeah. You, you can learn that, Kyle. Right. Dance, dance. Dance with your ten guitar. I got, I got them both for there. Look, ready to go. Which one do you want? <laughs> oh, beautiful, nice. Mate, there's a film coming out called uh, Philo Tia Tia the Epic. Who's going to play you? Oh God, mate! I don't think there's a, there'll be no such uh, film be made, mate. So you don't need to worry about that. Oh, well, imagine there was. Who, who, which actor is going to play you? Come on. Uh, Take your pick. Denzel Washington. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. We'll go, nice. We'll go, go the young Denzel Washington. He's, he's aging a little bit, but the young Denzel Washington would be, uh, well, anyway, he could play a sound one. I went somewhere, I <laughs> yeah, went somewhere else. Can, yeah. I went for Dwayne Johnson. 
The Rock. He's a bit muscly for me, mate. <laughs> you maybe could lean I down. <laughs> I would. I would have gone for. Um, oh, who's the who's the Aquaman? Aquaman. Oh, oh Jace, no, Jason he, Momoa. Yeah, no, he's too handsome, mate. You can't play me. Come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> too modest. Come on. Well, I mean, look, we're, we're going to let you go in, in just a minute or two. Thanks so much for coming on the Tuesday Club. Um, our, our downloads are going to go through the roof, uh, but because all the Osprey fans, trust me now, once we let let the cat out of the bag tonight on social media, then um, they'll all listen to this tomorrow morning, our time tonight for you. So uh, thanks so much for giving it. I know you don't do this thing very often, mate, so I really appreciate you giving up your time, and it's great to catch up yep, with you. Yep. Um, mate, we're going to finish by taking Philo Tia Tia up and under. So here we go. Are you ready, Philo? I'm ready, mate. It's a couple of quick questions. Got to give the uh, the answer straight away. Come into your head. Here we go. Whiskey or beer? Whiskey. Duncan or Adam? Both. <laughs> Playing or coaching? Playing. Steak or chicken? Steak. Zinni or Buck? Buck. Henson, Hook, Burn or Phillips? Well, that's not fair. <laughs> Which one? Hook. 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 Hooky boy! Auckland or Wellington? <laughs> All right, here's one to finish. Spice or Marshall? Spicy. Yeah, the whole. Philo Tietia, you've been a legend. You've been up and under. You've been on the Tuesday Club. Thanks so much for joining us. Love to Sal and the family. Thanks, mate. And, uh, mate, I wish we could do this again uh, off air. Awesome, guys. Thanks, guys, for the awesome invite, mate. Bloody awesome. Cheers, man. It's good mate. to meet you. Cheers, Kyle. Cheers, man. Take care, Paul. All the best. Thanks, mate.